In this episode, Kim Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the topic of the ABCs of safe community. This conversation was originally recorded in May of 2021. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. Join this conversation. Today, uh, we've been talking about, or we talked about probably three or four weeks ago, uh, developing uh, a bit of a covenant for our group. And one of the things, uh, we, we just came out of a coach's training call where we talked about how do we, uh, how do we keep our coaching clusters and our, and our groups safe. Uh, it's, it's a big deal for us in faith walking. And I want to say this right at the beginning. Uh, unfortunately, in my experience, there are very, very, very few places where it's really safe to show up and be you. Uh, it, it saddens me that our churches are not safe places. And what, what's, what's emerged uh, in, in most, again, in my experience of the Christian community that I'm exposed to is that everybody rushes in to fix other people or to rescue or help other people. And they, they get in the way when they do that. Uh, they get in the way of what God is really up to. And most of the time, I, I want to express it this way. Most of the time, it is about our own anxiety that gets in the way. And if you don't understand what I mean by that, so if someone were telling me something and I have this huge need to try to fix them or help them or rescue them or tell them about this great book that I read, most of that is about my own anxiety. And it's about what's going on in me. It's not even really about them. And so in, in all of our faith walking groups, uh, we ask people to give their word to a covenant to keep the group safe. And, uh, and with this group, it's kind of been unwritten, unspoken, but I, I want to make it more explicit that, uh, that we want to work to create that same kind of culture here. I tell this story all the time, and so many of you may have heard this story, but uh, a number of years ago, uh, for y'all that know Jim Harrington, Jim Harrington and I were uh, up leading a group of, of pastors, and we were trying to lead them uh, to learn how to be more authentic and vulnerable with each other. And so we, we talked about creating a safe place. And, um, and I was a small group leader, and, and the small group leaders were invited to model by sharing something of uh, not really very deep, but a, but a little bit of something about their life with this group of four or five other pastors. 
And so I did that and I jumped in with both feet like I normally do. And I shared something with this with this group of uh, I think it was five of the pastors. Uh, and I don't even remember what the issue was. I mean, I literally don't even remember. And it and it wasn't really all that uh, deep or or whatever. But but here's what I do remember. As soon as I got done talking, it's almost as if uh, we, we went around in a circle. The guy immediately to my left tried to rescue me and fix me. He told me about a book he had read, or, or he told me about a sermon series that he had just heard, or he told me about this great seminar online that he, he had been a part of. And as soon as he started trying to fix me, I started shutting down internally. And as soon as he got done, the next guy did the exact same thing, with, with, uh, but offered different help. And as soon as he was done, the next guy did the same thing. They were all men, by the way. And, and, and it, it eventually went around the entire circle. And by the time all of them had tried to fix me, I was angry and I was shut down. And in faith walking language, uh, I had made a vow already deep within myself that I would never share anything with these guys ever again. I see a lot of heads nodding. Can you all identify with that story? Yeah. And that's what it means to be not safe. And, and, and what I, so none of those men were bad men. None of them meant evil intent. They were all, they really wanted to help me. But the truth is they weren't helping me. They were shutting me down. And as they shut me down, what they didn't realize is they were reacting out of their own anxiety. And it was really about them feeling good more than it really was even about me helping, uh, being helped. Fortunately, because I was on the leader team, I was able to manage my own anxiety and I was able to recognize what I was doing, that I was shutting down in, internally. And somehow, and I don't even know how I did it because it was, it was way in the early, probably, I think it was even before we even started faith walking. So I, I had not done a lot of work yet myself, but I found the capacity to tell them the truth. And I said, to, I said to them, I said, listen, I shared a little bit of my heart. And what I, what I wanted from you was for you to listen, for you to empathize with me, and, and for you to just say thank you so much for your honesty and your authenticity. That's all I wanted. I didn't need all the other stuff. What I got was all this other stuff, and, and I said this to them, and I said, and, and as every one of you tried to fix me, and, and you may, need, may not even recognize that you were trying to fix me, but that's what you were doing. As you tried to fix me, I shut down internally, and I swore to myself I, I would never share anything close to 
an intimate conversation with any of you ever again. And and I just want you to know that's that's where I was, and I'm and I'm not going to do that. Uh, but what I want you to to see is when you begin to do that, people shut down. And I wonder how often you do that in your ministry and how often people shut down because you try to fix them. So why am I sharing that story? I'm sharing that story because for me, that was a small group that's not safe. Now, it was a group of loving people. It was a group of Christian people. It was a group of good-hearted people. It was a group of people that wanted good things for me, I'm sure. But it was a group of people that got in the way and, and made the, the space not safe. And so in our faith walking groups, we ask people to, to give their word to a covenant. Uh, and in our group here on Fridays, I want to invite us to, to hold each other accountable to keep the space safe for everybody. So one of the things in our faith walking groups, the, the facilitators and the coaches are responsible for keeping the space safe. And, uh, and by the way, that takes a lot of work and it takes managing our own anxiety because when the space isn't safe, uh, I get, trust me, when this space gets unsafe, I get anxious because I want to keep it safe. And, and then I worry and fret about, uh, about what that's going to look like. But I, I want you to, to, to understand that's what we're after. And I want you to, to just recognize with me and, and it's really rare. And because it's so rare, sometimes we who, who are in church a lot don't even know how to do it. We're not good at it. And so we're going to have to learn a new way of being in order to, to keep it safe. And so I, I've outlined uh, kind of seven ideas, and, and this is really out of, out of our faith walking curriculum. I've done it different. I've worded it different. I call it the ABCs of safe community uh, because I, I made a, a little, uh, I think it's an acronym uh, with, uh, with ABCDEFG. Uh, of, of what it means to be safe. I wanted you to have it early so that you could already have read it. I hope you've done that. If you haven't, uh, I, I would encourage you to read it because um, I can explain more of it, uh, what it all means. But here's the question that I want to pose for you uh, because I want us to dialogue about this. As you read these kind of seven things with some bullet points explaining what they are under them. What I want you, what I want to ask is, and which one of these things do you think will be the most challenging for you? So which thing uh, uh, do you think you're, you're the most at risk of, of, uh, of not doing well? Uh, so is it about confidentiality? Maybe you have a tendency to tell other people's stories and you know, okay, you know what? I'm going to have to learn to, to not do that anymore. Or maybe you have a habit of not listening very well and listening through the lens of, of what am I going to say rather than just fully being present to the other person. Or maybe, uh, maybe you, uh, you would say, well, I'm really going to have a problem if somebody shares something that I don't believe. 
because I really struggle when people believe things that are really different than I do. Uh, yeah, just th that's the question I'm asking. So I, I'm going to give you uh, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to ponder that. And then I'd like for us to talk about it kind of as a large group just for a few minutes. And then I'd like for us to go to the small groups and really talk about it in the small groups. And here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to, to just be as honest as you can be. So would you be honest about, okay, what do you think your biggest challenge is going to be in, in living into keeping this a safe place? So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm shutting up now. I'd like to start so that I can be brave and speak up. I have there's there's two things on this list that I will have to be careful for. And one of them is to is under the brave. Um, we risk vulnerability and authenticity by speaking up um, and that we're compassionate with ourselves. And that's something I'm still I'm growing in. And so I think I've shared before that I can do that, though, knowing that this group is safe. And um, the second thing, though, is on the deep listening. And I love deep listening. I continue to try to grow in this area. But I know from experience that I'm not necessarily listening to reply or to tell my own story. But within the deep listening, I'm often... Um, I don't know if triggered is the right word or prompted, but I can relate with compassion to what somebody else is telling me. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be very careful not to let that emotion I'm feeling by listening with them sweep me up and then mm -hmm. want to say, oh, me too. This is how mm -hmm. this is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's what I just I have to be careful with. Yeah. Trish, thanks for going first. Welcome. Thanks for your bravery. And I, I can identify. I, I can identify with all of that. Yeah. Uh, so as, as you're thinking, and, and thank you, Trish, for getting us started there. So what is okay? Empathy, compassion is okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even saying, wow, I really can identify with your story. That's okay. Uh, curiosity is okay. As long as the curiosity is true curiosity. Um, that's okay. Um, so yeah, being, be, be, being uh, willing and able and, and uh, to say to someone who just, wow, uh, I know that's really hard. W what I know, because I know Trish fairly well, uh, I mean, she said it right at the beginning, being brave to go first is a big deal for her. And so, wow, I mean, uh, really courageous. So, so we can congratulate and we can applaud without fixing. Who's ready? Judith, yeah, just, yeah. Um. I think where I'm going to have a challenge because of, of the work that I've been doing um, is under everyone as a student. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been a teacher 
in a sense, I'm a coach because I live in the dorm and I, I'm here to be yeah. the authority with the guys. Um, in my role as a priest, there are times that I do have to take charge and, and I, I teach. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I have to, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Um, thankfully, as part of my clinical pastoral education, um, I did have some really good experiences with deep listening. So I'm hoping that that can be a balance. But I have another example of something that is not good. And that was when um, just a couple of weeks ago, my spiritual director, after I told her something, said, I know exactly how you feel. And I thought to myself, no, you don't. You're not mm. in my body. You're not walking with me. And it made me shut down. Mm. Um, and it made me worried about our future conversations. So mm. that, that's just a, a tip. Mm. Yeah, that's a helpful tip. Judith. And so what, tell me what, uh, so I get, I know exactly how you feel. No, because you're, you're completely different. How is what is an appropriate way to say, I really can identify with that? Is that, is, or is that it? Um, I think saying I can identify, um, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I will be praying for you about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll give that some more thought, but that's where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I think if she had said, boy, that, that really is tough. Um, mm -hmm. I understand how difficult that may be. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about my singleness and my concern about being alone. And here she is, a married woman with a family that lives close. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I just, no, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I, I, uh, part of the reason I ask, uh, it, I mean, because I genuinely want to learn about that. Uh, and the other thing is, is because what you said, I can totally identify with. I'm so often the leader or the coach or the facilitator. Um, and, and it's hard because sometimes in the middle of a, of a group, I have to change hats, but I want to be teachable and I want to be a learner and I want to be a student and, and I want to acknowledge uh, I learn as much from everybody when I'm together as I think they learn. Uh, and, and I want to maintain that attitude. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I can identify with that. And when I, when, you know, I'm not distracted by other things, but to really, to decide to choose, even if that means stopping work early and then working till later to actually section off this, this time as, as valid and, and valuable. Um, so that I can give attention to everybody. Mm. That's really powerful, Courtney. Thank you for saying that. Go ahead, Deborah. Oh, that was powerful. I, I think a first reading of this handout that you gave us, I think the two, two categories for me under Bray, the risk, vulnerability, and authenticity by speaking up. It's not hard for me to speak up. Um, I'm verbal, but it's really hard for me when it involves this one down here everyone is a student 
increase your capacity to tolerate emotional discomfort in yourself and others. When I'm sensing that somebody's not hearing me or hasn't paid attention or stepped over me, that's, I kind of get the deer in the headlights thing of what do I say? How do I say it? Like what, when you were talking about your experience in the group of pastors and you had the courage to tell them at the end how that affected you, I would, I often find that hard, but I've been trying to learn to do that better when it's happening. So I don't have to come back later and say, remember when this happened? But to try in the moment to say, I appreciate you wanting to say something, but that wasn't helpful. Or even just please let me finish. Mm-hmm. I wasn't finished. So those are, those are hard. They are, they are. And I, I, so I, I think here, here's the thing I want to say about that. I, they are hard and, and really creating safe community is about is about each of us individually growing. So it's about recognizing anxiety and managing our anxiety. It's it's about learning to be brave and courageous to differentiate ourselves. Uh, and and so I think the reason we don't often experience safe community is because we're we're all broken and and we and what happens is we just we just then jumble up in our brokenness and then everybody's brokenness bleeds all over everybody everybody else's brokenness and so to create a a place where we all know and and we're on the journey we're all growing uh we're all going to do the best we can today and maybe tomorrow will be better um and and to give ourselves grace and compassion in the midst of it that, uh, okay, where I'm broken is different than where you're broken. And my brokenness may get all over your brokenness, but we're going to journey together, uh, trusting that at its depth, what we really want is we want to grow and we, and we want the community to be a safe place. So let's divide into some small groups and, and, and share, if you would. If, if you would, make sure, uh, so we want to practice these things when we break into small groups. Okay, so all of these things apply. We want to make sure everybody has a chance to be heard. Okay, so please don't dominate. Dominating, uh, uh, taking all the time in a in a small group makes it not safe for for others. So, uh, yeah, I, I I I was clear to say we risk vulnerability and authenticity by speaking up deborah what what i need to be reminded of is i will i will risk vulnerability and authenticity by shutting up sometime so i invite us all to consider that as well for more information about faith walking visit www.faithwalking.us we want to remind you that Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.